Hello and welcome to Teacher Magazine's monthly podcast, The Research Files. I'm Jo Earp. Today I'm talking to Dr Brendan Hindman, a lecturer in the School of Science at the University of Western Sydney. At RMIT University, he led a two-year study with colleagues Amanda Benson and Amanda Telford into the benefits of different kinds of primary school playground equipment. The results of the study have been published in the journal BMC Public Health and the follow-up evaluation in the Australian Journal of Teacher Education. Dr Hindman, thanks for taking the time to talk to Teacher Magazine. It's great to be on. Um, I'd like to start by asking you firstly to explain, if you can, the aim of the research study. Yeah, so the aim of the research study was to evaluate the effects of movable recycled materials into the school playground and really comparing the effects of this over a school year with a traditional type playground with fixed playground structures and first aim was to evaluate these effects in relation to children's physical activity, their quality of life and their enjoyment of physical activity over an entire school year and comparing that to that tradition, children at that traditional fixed school playground. And after this, we also wanted to look at how transferable and feasible this would be in other school environments. So what we did, we interviewed the school teachers in this introduced school playground and seeing how they actually felt about the items over that school year. So looking at the effects on on children's engagement in activities and looking at some of the policies that they introduced and that type of thing. And in addition to that, we also did a two and a half year follow-up. So we went to that new playground after two and a half years to see if some of the effects were, were being sustained or not sustained. And uh, can you just summarise uh, where, where this research took place and exactly what happened? The research was conducted in actually in Ballarat and it was conducted at a brand new Catholic co-educational primary school, a brand new campus there. And what, what actually occurred, some, the measurements were actually undertaken at baseline without any equipment out on the in the schoolyard and children's activity was measured via pedometers we actually measured their steps and distance covered throughout the school year also measured children's activity intensities and activity types via direct observation instrument in addition to that we got the children to self-report their enjoyment of physical activity and got them to self-report their quality of life so this was before the introduced playground after the introduced playground and again at the end of the school year and this was compared against children in that traditional fixed school playground environment and then we also went back at two and a half years once again to see if that was sustained so the intervention itself consisted of five uh, week one we introduced five everyday objects so things such as milk crates hay bales swimming noodles buckets and those type of uh, household everyday items. Each week for 13 weeks there was a minimum of one or two items after week one introduced so by the end of the 13 weeks there was, there was actually a lot of everyday equipment in the school playground for the children to be able to use um, how they actually desired so it was very student directed and they could direct their own play behavior rather than putting in equipment which is adult designed and adult directed and might have um, less purpose that students can can actually manipulate and direct their own play with. 
so that that was really the the sum. That's really a summary of um, how we approach introducing that playground. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like an interesting comparison there between the two environments. Can you take our listeners through three of the key findings then from the study? The major finding from the overall project over two and a half years was physical activity. First of all, in that one-year comparison compared to that traditional fixed-type playground, children at that school, steps and distance actually increased in the children that use the everyday objects compared to that other school. And that was found over the, the entire school year. Also, children were actually engaged in higher-intensity activity compared to that traditional children using that traditional fixed type playground and looking over the two and a half years in the introduced playground children's sedentary behavior so they're sitting and standing in the schoolyard actually halved so it actually dropped from 61 percent to 30.5 percent of children that were sitting and standing in the schoolyard over that two and a half year period also of note there were some short-term effects so children self-reported their physical functioning actually increased compared to the traditional fixed type playground children at that school um, in the short term after the after the items were introduced children's, children's enjoyment of physical activity also was found to have short-term effects compared to the, the children at the fixed type playground school and then what we did to evaluate the transferability and the feasibility of introducing this into other schools focus group discussions were, con were conducted to actually check out or actually to assess teachers perceptions of how this would work and some of the effects so first of all there was a lot of individual effects on the children from introducing this type of playground children were seen to be a lot more excited going out to play they would enter the classrooms after after lunchtime and and still be talking about what they did during that during the um, play they were a lot more engaged so they were using they were using the space a lot more readily, so taking these materials out, and, and that, that could be one influence on how physical activity actually increased. They were solving problems and using their creativity skills, which I can also talk about how the children use all these objects to be creative in the school playground. There are a range of social effects as well, so children were seen to be negotiating, negotiating items with other children, which is a quite a higher order thinking skill. Uh, they were modeling behavior on others so they could actually see how children were actually playing with some of the, some of the equipment and then being able to join in. So it was a lot more inclusive. They were able to see how things, how children use some of the equipment. And they were really working together using teamwork skills and creating these, these different objects and structures and stations to play around in the, in the school playground. Um, can you just explain a little bit more about how the students use the different kind of um, materials, the, the everyday yep. materials? Yep. So, first of all, um, I have to say the milk crates were were really good building blocks. So they would be building houses and spaceships, cars, castles, rockets, and climbing over them and that type of thing. So they were huge. And children that, that enjoyed the sporting type activities would, would use the milk crates for soccer goals or whatever it may be as well. There are a range of other um, creativity benefits of using the items as well. Tire tubes would be used for jumping, stacking and rolling around. There would be um, tarpaulins being used for, for roofing and walls and sails. The swimming noodles, children would ride around the playground, pretend they're riding horses or being like in a Harry Potter movie and 
there'd be tug of war and and that type type of thing with the t- um, swimming noodles. One of my favourites was the sand shells. So the children would actually create like a sleigh, a toboggan, and and run the sleighs down the hill. So it was actually a bit of a lineup for that that activity, and a whole range of different tyres and hula hoops for rolling around. And all the materials would be used for obstacle courses and. Yeah, it was quite fascinating. But what was fascinating was rather than when we introduced play balls, rather than actually using them to, to play structured ball games, they actually used them a little bit more for um, cannonballs and even groceries and that type of thing in their pretend shops. Um, now, uh, what, what are the implications for this research then for educators and schools? Yeah, so it's definitely a, a low-cost, low-burden um strategy to really enhance school playgrounds and especially for those schools that do have shrinking budgets or are looking to to save money rather than spending thousands of dollars on fixed type school playground equipment. This actually shows that there are a range of additional benefits that that we found in in introducing everyday objects that that are quite cheap and and feasible to implement and it, it actually engaged children by increasing their physical activity levels over a substantial time. And this is quite important as children that are aged 9 to 13, actually 40% of them aren't meeting the recommended physical activity guidelines, which is one hour of moderate to vigorous physical activity each day. So by engaging the children's physical activity participation, this will hopefully track into secondary school and adolescence and really try and counteract some of those diseases that can occur later on and so finally then, what, what will the next steps be in terms of research in this area and future actions? Yeah, so I think with the ranges of creativity benefits, social benefits and how engaging this type of strategy is, I think there's a lot of scope to transfer this into the home environment. So that learning, this type of learning is actually enhanced beyond the school environment as well. And with this type of research, there's potential to really either replace or complement the traditional fixed-type playgrounds. With those shrinking budgets out in schools, I think that this really needs to be, should be trialled on a wider scale. And, and by creating that variety into the school playgrounds, it provides that option for children that prefer those less structured and competitive-type activities and potentially looking at movable objects within the secondary school setting. Excellent. Uh, Dr. Brendan Heinemann, thanks for sharing your work on the research files. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Cheers. For more information about this podcast and to access other articles and videos, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au or join our community on social media via Facebook and Twitter.